0: Episode 1065 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Matt Robinson with Graham Creech and Steve Bunda alongside. Appreciate you guys sticking around to uh, to hit another one of these. Of course, you were in yesterday for episode 1064. Lots of talk there about the Sens, about the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, the NHL All-Star Game. It was a, uh, a jam-packed show, so you can go back and check that out if you happen to miss it. Uh, make sure you're following along on social media at Tall Can Audio. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing us. Uh, we didn't get to it on episode 1064, lots of news in the UFC lately, a couple things to talk about there, and uh, there's not two better guys to uh, to have that conversation with when we're talking fights on TCA, we always come to you guys, but before we do, uh, we had to hit the uh, the beer fridge, as always, what are you guys going with this time?
1: I went uh, with the uh, Cameron's the Crooked Nose Stout, yeah. haven't sipped it yet.
2: It's a nice little beer, Bunda? Got yourself a nice glass there too, Creech. Oh,
1: you got to have a glass when you have a stout.
2: Do you? I just drink a stout out of a can. I'm such a <laughs> loser. <laughs> no, I'm the same
0: way. Savages over here. I went. No with, glass.
2: Yeah. Creech had the, uh. That's nice. Had the, the sour from, uh.
0: The Rorsch- Rorschach. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: now I went with a Rorschach. The Hedonism Black Le- uh, Blackberry Lemonade Sorbet Sour IPA, which comes oh, in God. at about a 6.9. Oh boy nice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, three fifty-five. So it's a smaller. If it's called
1: hedonism, it has to be 6.9%. Of course. course course Bunda's about to get naked in here. (laughs) I hope
2: you guys are all right with that. I know I'm quite the scene, but I'll give this a crush. And, uh,
0: I went with uh, the one that Bunda had last. Um, this is the peppermint. Interesting. Chocolate stout. I hadn't had that one before, so I, I tucked one away. Uh, it's from Wellington. So we'll get into that as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the fight game. Speaking of people who maybe aren't super popular within their sport at this point. Uh, we heard over the last week or so, the Conor McGregor coming back to the UFC. I'm not sure a lot of us were sure that was ever going to happen. This starts with him and Michael Chandler being coaches on a new season of the ultimate fighter, uh, a franchise that is just rotted at this point. Um, it's sad to see where the ultimate fighter has gone based on how huge it was in terms of lifting the UFC into its mm-hmm. current uh, state as, as this huge, uh, multinational, uh, sport traveling the world and selling out arenas, the ultimate fighter was integral in that. And over the last, however many years it, it just feels like it's been run into the ground and disappeared and come back and what. So we're going to have a season of that. It's going to start in may. What's interesting is it will be run weekly on ESPN linear. It's not going to be just an ESPN plus. It's not going to be buried somewhere else. This is going to be on ESPN, which is big. Conor McGregor is about as big of a name as MMA has ever churned out, uh, regardless of what he's still capable of in the octagon. So they will each coach a team in uh, in the Ultimate Fighter, and then the two of them will face off in a fight in the third quarter. So somewhere July, August, uh, or September. Apparently, he hasn't yet re-entered mm-hmm. the USADA drug testing pool. You have to be in that for six months before you can fight if he enters tomorrow, like there's no problem. He fights in September. If that's the the date they choose, um, at this point, is there anything left in the Conor McGregor tank? Is this how you would choose to use it? Uh, doing a season of the ultimate fighter, uh, the, the other interesting note here is this fight with Michael Chandler will be at 170 pounds, which is new for Chandler. Um, what do we think?
1: I love it. Yeah. I love it so much because I, I'm a guy that's kind of gotten tired a little bit of, of Conor McGregor, not necessarily like the entertainment factor, but just when he's calling out, like Kamaru Usman and guys like that. Yeah. It's like, dude, win a fight before you could yeah. call out a champion. Like
0: He's I, coming off a huge yes, injury so, here too. But just so,
1: so many losses.
0: Poirier's it, like how
1: are you calling out yep. these dudes that are on massive right. legendary winning streaks or whatever are champions and, and, and you keep putting up L's. I, I know that your name is the reason and, and your history mm-hmm. and your record in the past is the reason that you're able to kind of mention those names and be considered for those fights. But realistically- in my opinion, he needs to take a step down in terms of the stage. Right. In, in, like the, you, can't, you can't demand championship bouts when you keep losing. Um, <laughs> no. and, and Chandler,
0: on the other hand, like he... He's lost three of four himself. Yeah. This and, is a gift to him.
1: But it, it, but it's perfect because those... Yes, he does have those three losses. But they've all been insanely entertaining oh, fights. Oh, yeah. Where he could have won all three of them. 100%. So I, I just think that it's going to be a good fight. Um, because there's there's probably going to be a knockout or some kind of sparks fly. Uh, and and then I love it from the, the tough angle too because I I don't know the last season I watched, no. but it might've been season two. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been a while. But, uh, and <laughs> maybe like 06, not two, 07, two might be a stretch, yeah, yeah. but it, it's been a long fucking time. Yes. I have no interest in watching it whatsoever. Now with these two coaching, I'm in, I'm watching this. Nice.
2: Yeah. I I'm, I go back and forth with this because- being a Connor fan in general, like I've always, you know, loved the Irish Thai family. was very Irish, more Irish. We pretend to be more Irish than we really are, but I've always been a Connor kind of.
1: We you should know. have had you do that one show in an Irish accent <sighs> instead of a pirate.
2: I don't know if I could be able to pull it off, but, uh, well, that was a bad bet too. But <laughs> no. at the end of the day, uh, I look at the situation as, uh, like you brought up, like once he enters USADA, cause then he not only has to be there for six months, but he has to have two negative tests yep. in, to, in order to fight. So he's looking, a lot can happen in 6 months and we've seen, seen a lot. He's looking <laughs> big. Well and that's the thing. He's huge and and that's why I think the UFC just changed the rules because um the fighter's name is escaping me who just got injured and is now going to try to uh, Dylan um uh, Not Dylan Dennis uh, T.J. Dillashaw I was like Dylan Dennis isn't a fighter (laughs) He's a wannabe (laughs) fighter He's worked a lot With Conor McGregor (laughs) Over the years But um, T.J. Dillashaw Also like He just got pretty injured And now he's stepping out And he's retiring But he's technically Not retired yet So he's stepping out Of the USADA pool And it's like I don't know. It's you know everything you see is like Connor literally left. Probably did a lot of crazy stuff. That's banned substance to get himself not only bigger, like the one seventy, which I believe he did with Cowboy. Yeah. Um. When yeah. they had their fight, and I don't think Cowboy at that time has won a fight. Uh, since we saw him here, Cowboy in Cowboy was already
1: over the hill at that point. Yep. Yeah, since we saw him here big in Ottawa, names,
2: a couple legends, but it was not a when he fought here and uh, I, I, Ally Quinta, he he dummied him, and then he's since then just kind of gone on a you know downward spiral of losing fights, just
1: fighting fighting too many top end guys. Well, that's he the wasn't thing. no longer in right. that category
2: exactly, and he put himself in that spot by being so clutch and always wanting to, and then he had his little run. Wishes he could have done it, but I look at the sense of Connor. I need to see him get there in six months. Like I think this that's is, like, a dude big point. That with like I don't know, within the last couple of weeks. Like there's always something going on, whether it's like the the internal lawsuit he's got going on with proper 12 whiskey. Uh, There's the lady that came out and said he assaulted her on his, his yacht. And it's like, okay, like can this guy get into USAT? Can this guy even stay healthy? Yeah. yeah, Stay healthy. Can this guy even get there without causing a problem or or being an issue? Right. We're the 2023 seems like it's the year of returns now with John Jones and now Conor McGregor. Um, so let's just see the ultimate fighter I, I got into for Ortega versus, um, Volkanovski. Um like great. I don't think I've watched a season though since uh I mean season 10 was it was uh, the heavyweight uh, between uh Rashad Evans versus right, Rampage yeah, Jackson yeah. which was like the Kimbo Slice season. <laughs> uh Michael Johnson at the time, he was a former Buccaneers player, he was a defensive lineman that was in it. I was Roy Nelson won that season. I watched a little bit of uh TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt and a few others, but I was into Volkanovski versus Ortega. I did not see the most recent one with um Amanda Nunez and no. her, uh, Pena. Um, I did not see much of that, only little bits of it. So I'm curious to see yeah, if this she- is a draw, but I think my biggest thing for the ultimate fighter is it's just gone from that spike TV where fighters are just getting it literally lit created up. the sport. Yeah. Or, like put the sport on another level. And our but- IP to Stefan Bonner, but like Forrest yes. Griffin, right? Like that's, it's what put the UFC in the map. And I don't know if you guys saw the picture the other day of, um, um, uh, Fedor Emilienko in his Bellator loss to Ryan Bader for the championship, but yep. he had like every, there was a picture after that fight.
0: Oh of yeah, like, the legends were all there. The
2: legends were Randy there. Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell, yeah. F- yeah. Sonnen was there, yeah. uh, Benson Henderson, there was enough, uh, you know, Lorenzo, like there was just so many uh, stars, I can't even remember, I don't have the picture in front of me, but no. how that's like those, That like, those are the fighters that built the right. UFC and it's like you look at it now, it's like we're turning a leaf and you know, Connor is that guy that still has the name factor, but fighting factor. I look at the fight against Michael Chandler at 170. Michael Chandler is a guy too that, um, there's a couple of fighters that, and I think Alex Perea, like, you know, the new lightweight championship, he was standing and taking a picture with uh, like Glover Teixeira who was fighting um, in the light heavyweight championship not long ago and he's like Alex Pereira is bigger than (laughs) him. There's a couple of fighters that have always been known to be huge for their weight class and they can just drop and cut weight and re-add it for a fight. Michael Chandler has apparently been one of them that usually drops his weight to get to that lightweight uh, division. uh, He's
1: shredded. I'd like to see what he looks like at 170.
2: Well, Well that's what I mean. He fights at they say like 175 because he's one of those guys that's so jacked big cuts weight and then instantly starts putting it back on yep. right after weigh-ins so this I feel like is going to be more of an alter and an adjustment for Conor McGregor who hasn't really fought very much in his last couple of fights like he's got a broken leg and a knockout from Dustin Poirier and he hasn't done much in general in the last couple of years in terms of fighting success other than his cowboy win which was like like you said cowboy was over the what hill. Was that, did yeah. he
1: shoulder him? Yeah is he that, shouldered a, shoulder, shoulder butted him in the face <laughs> and it was just like
2: so weird and it, it, was, was. It, it, it just so I'm curious to see that but also um, the only reason I think Conor McGregor has of chances we've seen and we've talked about before over the last little while is, and I'm pretty down on Michael Chandler because I think the guy just has zero fight IQ and had so much. Totally, ch- but he's exciting. Yeah. Like, he's exciting. Have you ever
1: not been excited for Michael so Chandler? So this is fight? the whole when thing. When he fought
2: Poirier, I was not a fan of that fight because he was doing some weird stuff like putting yeah, his fish they
1: were both like, fish like hooking, um, seconds away from oh, knocking f- each other out. And
2: that's like, what I mean. And I think he blew it himself. Like Michael Chandler had an opportunity yeah. to absolutely knock out Dustin Poirier and he goes for a level change against the cage, and it's Like, what are you fucking <laughs> doing, dude? Totally. Like, yeah. you. I yeah. just finished and teed off on him and even Dustin Poirier said the fight yeah he had me seeing lights thank you for the level change it's like what the hell are you doing dude like and then he's trying to take him to the ground it's like you know, Dustin Poirier is such a such a great fighter and I think he's one of those guys that he doesn't get as much, as much love, but he's just so well-rounded and so tough that he was able to take what those did he hits. Tweet out? He he was Dustin tweeting, Poirier just oh, after yeah. they announced
0: it, it was the ultimate fighter all my children in yeah, this shit or because something. he's because <laughs> like, he's beating them both, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just
2: like you look at it and it's like Chandler is the kind of guy that like you said he goes in there and he gives you entertainment, but I was really down on him after that fight just seeing the way like the fish hook in Dustin Poirier's mouth, yeah. the eye gouge, was there was that Totally,
1: you're not wrong, yeah. but I so I just mean in, in pure entertainment, like oh, yeah. guaranteed Hambris that fight's going entertain us. Ambrose Gaethje was just
2: like, whatever, but like in terms of like, I I could care less about him in general. I know he, he puts on a great fight, so I respect that side of him, but I'm like, I don't have any cheering factor here. So that's why I think Conor hasn't a chance here, but I, I also know that Conor hasn't fought at one time. Yeah. see, I'm coming at this from a fairly cynical and,
0: place that is, even if Conor was to come through this, get to the fight and win it. I'm not convinced that this isn't McGregor's last fight in the UFC. And so I look at the UFC and ESPN going, how can we wring the most out of this that we possibly can with what remaining star power Conor McGregor has? Let's get him on film. Let's get cameras everywhere because we're doing the reality show. We're doing the ultimate fighter. Any crazy shit he says, anything weird that happens, it will all be documented. Oh, yeah, he's doing it for the ultimate fighter. Both of them, too. Right. This is, this is as much about ESPN and being on The Ultimate Fighter as it is about the actual fight, right? Get as much personality on tape as we can, and then we'll see what happens during the fight. Um, but even that, I look at, you know, Connor has been saying for a while he was going to come up and fight at Welterweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he was going to beat Usman. Yeah, apparently. Uh. <laughs> Not so much, perhaps,
2: but this was- Give him credit for the confidence. Yeah, right? yeah, no. He's I don't never know if he really, never really believes it that. either.
0: <laughs> but when you put this all together, this looks to me like they went to Connor and said, what will it take to get you back in here? Well, we're going to do the reality show. It's going to be on mainstream TV. It's going to be at 170 where he wants to be. And it's- a going to be against a guy like Michael Chandler who if I was going to pick a stylistic opponent if I was Connor this is probably the guy I want who has a name right I don't want to go down and fight a number 13 or whatever this guy has a name people know who he is he's lost a bunch but stylistically I think I can beat him this all appears to have been set up, in my opinion, to favor Connor just a little bit, right? He and, needs and, a win. Yeah, yeah. And Michael really Chandler, it. at having lost three out of four, this is a gift to that guy. You're going to get to fight Connor McGregor. I don't know if you'll win or lose, but you're going to make some money here, right? Selling a. Conor McGregor, for better or worse,
2: still sells pay-per-views. People come in for that guy and buy that show. Yeah, see, I disagree. I actually think this is a terrible matchup for Conor too, especially uh, okay. one of his first kind of fights at 170. Is yeah. you're fighting a guy that throws, yeah. and yeah. we've seen him get knocked out again and he tap can out. wrestle him. Well, Oh, yeah. and that's the thing. He could I wrestle. don't think
0: he will though. I but, think. Uh, yeah,
2: this is a guy too though that, like I said, like Michael Chandler is much more used to fighting at 170 and at, or 175, 180. Reports have been like this guy gets big yeah. Yeah. right after his weigh-ins. Like this is is a guy that's jacked and has some serious power, like, if it isn't for freak show toughness from Justin Gaethje and, and Dustin Poirier, like, this guy finishes dudes. Like, you look back, yep. too, to his his fight uh, before that against uh, Charles Oliver. He had the dude in the first round. Like, and uh, again, like, his fight IQ always lets him down. He's just not very smart when he's in the octagon, but yeah. I look at this as, like, if he tags Connor once or twice, this isn't a guy that's been around the UFC and fighting a lot lately. Chandler's had a couple fights, and I look at it in he a sense. He
1: could KO him, not it, TKO him. Yeah. He, uh, knock he dude, could knock do Dude, this guy could, could yeah
2: him in one minute and he pushes forward like he's not afraid no to get into those trade-ins and i'm i know connor is new to this weight and his big size but if connor
0: doesn't want to go down and fight a no-name and he's not eligible like no one this is good higher t- than him business-wise this him, is good i i think this is a i think this is a name that 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 connor would take i i or obviously he's accepted it i i <laughs> uh look we only got a couple minutes left before we got to get you guys out of here uh next weekend UFC 284. Mm. We are looking at an interesting fight. Alexander Volkanovsky is coming up away class to fight Islam Makhachev.
1: Who is he fighting? Dana <laughs> forgot.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I that? saw that. I saw that video. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did not see that. That's amazing. He, he, he couldn't like, well, even remember is, who's.
1: When's the last time we ever, he's like, this has never he's happened. Trying to call it 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 pound for pound one number two. one versus yeah. two when you got, um, well, yeah, you know. Uh, let's just, uh, it's his name and then somebody else in the crowd says it became a year and he's no. like yeah, yeah, yeah. against Volkanovski
2: when you have the number one versus number two pound for pound guy guys in the world fighting each other like you said in their prime it it, it never it's never happened if you think of all the fights that we've done in the UFC so um, you know when you talk about legacy if Volkanovski could pull this off it's obviously massive um, and if, uh, if um, you, you know um yeah. Can pull it off. It's um you know, he's on his way to to building an incredible legacy. Yeah. And it's like way he to go he's still captain promoter. Uh, yeah. That's so <laughs> terrible. It's <laughs> bad, man. Um, Dana's been in, in on a bad streak lately. So
0: they're down in Australia. I just wonder in general what you guys think of this because Makachev is was one of those guys legit on a run, right? Um and he's just won his title, and is it time already to do what do you you know? Do you want to call it a super fight or whatever? I I, I agree. Volkanovsky's probably cleaned out his division, um, and maybe had uh, Oliveira held on to it or somebody who had had this for a while. But uh, to me, it's a little odd to be calling this, you know, uh, a one and two pound for pound. Like uh, I got time for Volkanovsky in that conversation. I don't know yet that I have time for Makachev in that conversation to have a guy coming up a division and doing this kind of super fight, um, you know, on someone's first ever title defense. What do you think of it? Why don't you take Mm. this one first, Creech?
1: Just the fact that the Makachev's getting Volkanovsky. I I guess you'd. Like, the traditionalist in me would like to see Oliveira get that opportunity the sh- because of the run that And the that shine's on. coming
0: off somebody, right? Volkanovski's going to lose or your new champ's going to lose. Like, you have two stars right now.
1: Yeah, but does the shine come that much off Volkanovski if he...
0: Always does, a little bit, right? Izzy went up and fought Plachovic, uh, and he never quite felt yeah. the same, in my opinion, afterwards. Yeah,
1: Later- no, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I just... I guess I just don't look at it that way. Like, I'm not... Like, I. Th- I think your point is valid. I just... I'm more just excited because is there a, is there a fight at flyweight that I'd be excited for, for Volkanovski? He's cleared that out. Yeah. yeah, So I'm cool with this. I'm fine with that.
2: Bunda? yeah I, uh, we've discussed this I think once or twice but I look at it in the sense of one I hate the pound for pound rankings yeah. and the UFC does because I think they're just terrible and stupid <laughs> like and I look at the sense too is how is Malkachev already a pound for pound you know in the top two you could argue that when he just like you said won his title he hasn't defended he's it
0: yet. hot and he looks like he could be but for, yeah to already and, call and that he looks guy, like a yeah. monster yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. way
2: bigger than yeah. the 155 he yeah, weighs yeah. in at all the time <laughs> the only reason I, I give and I normally wouldn't but I think the guy's a monster um, like he and
0: Chimayev work Sort of on this parallel train Of like being the next wave Of God sure. And then have kind of got You know whatever He, he fucked he, himself a bit With his Well he needs another fight
2: Against somebody Well and he needs to
0: weigh in successfully And get the organization well, the, To trust him again and and
2: That too Yeah Um but for Volkanovsky I understand it, and uh, I'm okay with him fighting in this because – and I think he'll be okay against a guy like Mokachev because this is a dude that used to weigh like 225 pounds when in he was – yeah, yeah. when he was a rugby player. Yeah, like yeah, this he guy walked is, around at 220. Like, and, so, he, yeah. so the weight I don't think is going to be the biggest issue. Now that he's smaller, his wrestling, his low – like he's got a great sense of gravity. Yeah. He can fight in so many different ways where he's he's – you know, progress so much in his striking ability to be able to knock guys out because forever I compare him to GSP as a guy that has those boring fights, but is just constantly winning and getting better just every better. fight he's just been just better, in. So yeah. I'm excited for this fight to see how he handles it. Because like I said, I think Mokhtar's a big dude, oh yeah. a lot bigger than when he weighs in at when he gets in the octagon, um, I wish it was Oliveira as well or someone else. And I kind of wish that, um, you know, Volkanov. I, this yeah, There's is, two pieces to this, right? Yeah. Volkanovsky is probably warranted to move up.
0: Makachev hasn't maybe earned the super fight with Vulcan. Like he should probably yeah. have to defend in that division a bit first, and in I my opinion.
2: And especially like I'm curious though to see because this is the big thing because part of that call out and that little face off after Makhachev won over Oliveira was Habib Nurmagomedov was there on yeah. the mic calling out the uh, like uh, and volkanovsky has been there. I think he's been the. I think he for that fight he was yeah. the replacement. If yes. any one of these fighters got injured, so he was that guy taking the fight that week. So he was there, and Habib Nurmagomedov was the one that called him out and said, "Why don't we? You know, Let's Volkanovski, do it. we'll go to Australia where Volkanovsky's from. We'll come which, to which your... is cool. I love is, that. Too. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And there's some good. Uh, like there's a good enough. um Ah, it's a soft card, in my opinion. I don't, I don't hate it. The uh, I don't hate it. But the interim nice. featherweight title fight between Emmett and Rodriguez. Is yeah, cool. Rodriguez like, is
1: always exciting. Yeah, well,
2: it's well when you have Volkanovski fighting with the featherweight championship right there as well. It's yeah. it's interesting, but I look at it in a sense too. It's like Habib Nurmagomedov isn't going to be in Makachev's corner for this fight. Does that affect him? Mm -hmm. Um, he has, he's kind of stepped away from coaching the last little while and that was what was in question, but there have been reports now that he, and he has, I think confirmed it, that he won't be in Makachev's corner does that affect his training mentally psych I don't know I know that they're good friends and that was kind of the initial report that you know why Habib Nurmagomedov retired it's like they realized his next up and coming guy he didn't want to fight was in his own team and he's even said that he's better than him people he said Makhachev's better than himself and which is interesting for Nurmagomedov who's been you know widely known never lost but also you know was one of the greatest of all time in his weight class and what he's done over the years so I'm curious to see if that affects Makhachev's side of it I don't know who I'm taking for a win but I'm leaning towards Volkanovsky because of my heart. I love the way he fights. I love that he's a champion. I just don't want to see Volkanovsky getting into the trash talk that he's done a little while last little couple of fights that he's kind of trying to trash talk when it's like like I said, he's he got a DSP feel where and he doesn't have a natural no, gift of not it. it's real. It's, it's fake. It's, yeah. And it's like, he got into it a bit with Ortega during the Ultimate Fighter. And it's like, dude, just pr- like stop. And he yeah. did. Yeah. And I'm okay with that since then. But I just don't want to see him get into it. Mokchev isn't one to talk either. These are two guys that are literally getting into the octagon for business. And I love it. And I really hope that um, Volkanovski comes away with the W. I don't know about you guys, but if you see it differently, but yeah. that's who I'm taking if I'm picking. Let's just
0: make quick predictions here before we, uh, I, I'll take... Volkanovsky to dust Makachev here and end uh, and the hype train.
1: It's so hard to go against Volkanovski because everyone always does and everyone's always proven wrong.
2: <laughs> and that's the other reason why I'm so into it is because they've, it's like, it feels like every time he wins, it's like, he never gets the credit. It's like, ah, yeah. well, it's wow, well, well yep, and that's well. Right. Like, and, and when like, I say dust some I don't, I'm not saying he's necessarily... You
1: said f- dust. That yeah, sounded yeah, confident.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, it is confident. But I don't mean he's going to knock him out in three and a half minutes in the first round. I just mean he's going to confidently, even if it goes the distance... Like 50-45 He won't, 5 he or won't be in trouble. No.
2: Two guys that love yeah. wrestling too. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if Vakachev yeah. can one, take him down, but yeah. also how I'd- he... Yeah, they win as well these both, these guys both yeah. love to go for their takedown.
1: I'm taking Makachev, but I'm right. betting on Volkanovski. <laughs>
2: okay. I like it. Do we have a betting line favorite right now? Uh, plus 325
1: for uh, not the favorite underdog uh, but 325 for Volkanovski. That's why
0: I'm <sighs> betting on him right now. Really? Yeah.
2: That's in I lo- I mean I understand why cuz they'll always go to the guy that's heavier in that situation. So I think that that's that's how things normally go.
0: We are, uh, entering a string here of really good main events over the next couple of months. Oh, You've got, uh, John Jones coming back against Cyril gone You have Leon Edwards and Kumaro Usman. You have, like I said, a few different things coming up, uh, which probably means we'll be tagging you guys back in again to talk some more MMA, uh, just before we wrap up anything in those next couple of months that you guys, uh, I should mention also on that John Jones card, uh, I love watching Valentina Shevchenko. She's on that card as well. One of the most dominant Bullet. fighters of all time. Yeah. Uh, anything over the next couple months that you're particularly
2: honed in on, really looking forward to? Um, I do need to see, uh, I got to double check it, but I know it's 287 is Perea versus Adesanya in big, Miami is big the big one. there, yeah. Um, but I also want to see, I got to look it up and see what card it's on right now. I can't find it currently. Um, but, uh, the rumors are Henry Cejudo, right? Triple yeah. C. I, I can't find it in front of me right now that he is going to come back and fight Aljamain like. Sterling. Yeah. And that is one where one, I hate Henry Cejudo yeah, so much, so much. And he's been calling out my man, Sean O'Malley, yeah. um, for a good bit because there, you know, the rumors were it's Aljamain Sterling hurt his bicep or tricep. can't remember which one he's not going to be ready to fight for the yeah, next while. Yeah, he came out and
0: said, if you want to wait. I'll fight you, if not take the, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And
2: so Cejudo is kind of just like, all right, whatever. So they've kind of scheduled her and I believe that they, I don't think they've made it official, but um, I'd have to double check if they officially have, if they put it on a card or not. But that is one I want to see Cejudo come back and see if he could fight again. Right. Um, I don't like him. I don't want to see him fight anymore. Um, I, I just
1: want to see him lose. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
2: I think that's it too. I want to say Every sport needs a villain, right? That's important. But I just hate him when he comes out in his magician costume and he acts like an idiot and then he talks so much trash and Daniel Cormier loves him because they train together and it's yeah. like, shut the hell up. But I also, like I've grown uh, a good respect for a guy like Alderman Sterling because I feel like he, since his win over Peter Yawn when he took the knee to the head and yeah. he really was getting his clock cleaned by Yawn. He then beat up Jan in the rematch, and then since then he beat uh, Dillashaw, which people are complaining about his, his shoulder injury.
0: Fight night here in the next month. Or yeah,
2: two, that's, and that's the thing, Yon versus uh, Marab. Like that's going to yeah, be a huge fight as sure. well because both guys the have- man he went off track. And yeah, ever well, since that knee that or that illegal. And the O'Malley fight is one where, you know, I went back and rewatched it, but when I watched it the first time, like as much as I'm an O'Malley fan, like I was like, I don't think you won that, but then right. you see the strikes and significant strikes. He did that by about 40 in this fight. I rewatched it and it's like, you know what? If you take away the takedowns, I get that O'Malley won and I'm yep. waiting to see I, They announced yesterday morning that they signed John Jones and O'Malley, the UFC did to an eight fight deal, both eight new eight fight deals, which now O'Malley said he, he's very happy and with what they're paying him. His next fight, I think should have been Cheeto, a rematch with Cheeto, Cheeto. because those that's technically the only loss he has where he broke his foot and he, you know, yep. he always says he's undefeated. So I do want to see what happens with O'Malley's next fight because he pretty much admitted that he's waiting for the championship shot because and it's not often you get ranked number one or number two and to get that opportunity, if he goes and fights somebody and something happens, you're then derailed. So he's kind of waiting. And if Cejudo is going to get that shot coming out of retirement to fight Aljamain Sterling, I want to see Aljamain Sterling just absolutely just put it to him. Tell me that guy. And just, so we could just get him out of here because I. step with
1: this triple C stuff. Yeah. And, oh, he's so cringe.
0: <laughs> <sighs> what about you, cringe? We're looking ahead the next couple months, a couple big cards coming up. Anything in particular caught your eye?
1: Um, you have to remind. So obviously we got the Volkanovski Makachev
0: yeah. coming up next week. Cyril Gone versus John Jones is yeah, coming up. Yeah, that's probably the Tomorrow, one. Usman and that fight with Edwards, that'll be an interesting rematch over in England. Uh, Shevchenko will be back. It's in, probably uh, the John Jones ones yeah. to see how I mean, he
1: looks at heavyweight. heavyweight.
0: Yeah. And Cyril Gahn is one of those up and coming guys You, I don't think that's a gimme for John Jones, right? Like, I think that's a tough fight for that guy. So, uh, no doubt as we inch closer and closer, we'll, uh, we'll probably have to tag you guys back in and talk some more fight. Cause this is it a sounds fascinating. Sounds like a
1: wrestling, uh, move there. Tag
0: back. Tag back. Yeah. All right. All right. And, uh. But it's a big couple months, right? A big uh, three, four cards in a row. So uh, we'll look forward to doing. It. Look, guys, I appreciate you coming in on a Sunday afternoon and uh, and making this happen. Especially you, Creature. I think we took it pretty easy on you today. That uh, you did actually. Yeah, I yeah. was expecting way more. <laughs> <yours. laughs> We, you made the effort this time. Bunda so didn't
1: get me back on Friday. You guys didn't really. No, touch
0: me today. We're, uh, we're letting you off the Very hook. kind. We want you to keep coming back. So uh, appreciate it. Uh, Bunda, I know you got plans this evening as well. So thanks so much, man, for making the time and appreciate you both coming in.
2: As always, thank you for having us. And uh, thank you, Creech, for getting that Tall Can audio crowd away from me this time. They're usually coming at me pretty hard about what's this idiot doing? As the, the limos building?
0: roll up to the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Red carpets down.
0: Both of you have brought me pints that I'll get to here in the next couple episodes. I appreciate that. That's uh, uh, report cards say well behaved, participates in class, but do not follow instructions well. Right? You're not supposed to be bringing beers. This is uh, <laughs> I appreciate brown noser award. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, I would encourage the good listener to go back check out episode 1063. Uh, our buddy Josh O'Connor was in here, the guy responsible for putting together Behind the R with the Ottawa Redblacks. Season 2, Episode 4 is coming this week. That will be the final episode of Season 2. Somewhere. It's been fantastic, man. It's been so good. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to check out our interview with Josh and everything that went into putting that together, check it out uh, episode 1063 at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now, uh, Rob will be back and we'll talk to him about his slack ass being away on a Sunday afternoon uh, thank goodness we had these guys uh, jumping in to, uh, to cover for him for Graham Creech and Steve Bunda, my name is Matt Robinson thank you so much for listening, we'll catch you all next time that's it work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Call the weekend guy. I don't care.